0: This is Byron Sanders, president and CEO of Big Thought. And this is Damani Daniel, chief imaginator at The Event Nerd. Welcome to Casually Creative, conversations about everyday creativity and nerdiness. Welcome to Casually Creative, everybody. I'm not gonna say fans because Dubonnie is an asshole.
1: <laughs> that's everybody, how we're starting the show. That's how we start. <laughs> oh
0: Yo, God. Just... This is Byron. Um, um, welcome back. We are so happy to, to be here with y'all. Our, our two guests are doing their best not to laugh right now so hard into the uh, it's right
1: full funny. of a. That's so respectful of a podcast open because they recognize how podcasts are supposed to be open when one co-host should not be calling the other co-host an asshole.
0: Well, you know, honestly, you know, if the shoe fits, but... uh, but, I'll show uh, you where my shoe fits. Oh, Hamilton reference. I'm proud of you for that, though, man. I appreciate it. We have um, um, today on our... On our show, in this conversation, I was telling them how I was so excited. We're actually doing a fairly late recording today just because, you know, life and stuff. But I was excited throughout the rest of the day. People are trying to have meetings. And I, I don't care. I don't care what we talk about right now because I got a conversation tonight um, with two of the dopest people. And when I think about, like, a, a cauldron of creativity, Ooh, this man. is the household. Ooh. that I imagine. and they, Bubble, bubble, toil, and trouble. That's right. And they, they have a child that I imagine also is kind of like the baby from The Incredibles. So you get all these superheroes together <laughs> and then their genealogy comes and then you end up with a child that could destroy the world. Jack-Jack. That's basically who Tess is. And I'm saying Tess because Tess, you will know that name. I don't know. It might be 30 years from now, but you're going to know. You're going to know who Tess is. Why because we got Jeremy Biggers and Sam Lau on the show today. Sam, Jay Biggs, what's good? Oh, what what up? Up? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was yeah, a great I intro. Need, Thank I you. need, I need more uh, hip hop air horn joints. I need the. I mean, don't we all though? Don't we? Cool. All? Cool. Yeah, I want to like <laughs> shoot a imaginary pistol. <clears> throat> throat> but and and also, what gun sounds like that though? Uh,
1: uh,
3: the guns in New York.
2: Horn. People in New York I'm aren't from New York. Guns. No,
1: they don't. They're not, no, allowed they,
2: to carry guns. Um, they're not allowed to carry guns so they're, they're not familiar with what they sound like anymore wild. <laughs> yes that's, uh, that's
1: for sure New Yorkers definitely don't know what guns sound like Yeah, they're, yeah they're, it's they're, not, they're, not, they're, not an open carry
0: so they just they make up what they what they think they sound like, like uh, I think it's, it's booyaka bu- 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 ya- no, no <laughs> booyaka bu- ya- no no that is clearly the sound that a gun makes what are you talking that's about
2: um, that's the sound of the police I know that <laughs> Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, we are yeah. no, no Love no, big no biggie. Uh,
1: Welcome. Oh, I see what
2: you did there. I see. what, I you, see did. what you did.
1: That was nice. That was nice. That was nice. I that don't think nice. Byron knows what he did though. He I is, know. I was we were talking. We were talking about Brooklyn, and you said no biggie. I- oh damn! I missed
0: it. Yeah, that was pretty good though. Brooklyn stand up. Nobody in Brooklyn is allowed to 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 sit.
2: Never ever sit down, bro. And no one can ever, ever find and if we're not sleeping until we get there. I know that much. <laughs> uh, That's that why it's the
1: city that never sleeps. It's because we are so tired by the time we get there that we yeah. just like we just stay keep we just keep going. That's Yo, what You already
0: That's broke funny. through the wall. Yeah, Yo, so around, so here's the thing. This is this is the longest intro ever. Um I <laughs> I'm so proud, though, that we got we have Sam and Jeremy Biggers on. You guys know what we do here at Casually Creative. We're always talking about where, you know, where does creativity live? And oftentimes we're bringing on people where, you know, these are atypical creators, people where, you know, we've had activists, we've had university presidents, we've had um, entrepreneurs, um, we've had, you know, just creators, innovators, um, these people are exactly who you think of where you think,
3: oh,
0: <laughs> who's creative, Sam? Um, so one of the things is if you Google uh, Jeremy Biggers and you Google Sam Lau, uh, spelled A-L-A-O, um, you'll stay on the Internet. You can go deep. They're one of the few people where you could go, let's say, seven clicks into a Google search and you're still not coming up with random Russian people who have similar sounding names. Like, they're for real, for real.
1: Wait, well, so means, so is no, the is the metric true. of for real, for real, whether or not you have Russian bots that are trying to mimic you? Correct, correct. Okay. In this, in this
4: climate, I'd say yes. Yeah, I
1: agree. Okay, that's <laughs> agree. fair. That's fair. That's, fair. that's fair. I'm talking about, and if you could stay in like, even just the English
0: language, right? Like if you could say in the English language with somebody like seven clicks deep into uh, Google, you got somebody who's like, legit legit but here's the thing though um each of them in their own right um is not just pretty good they're excellent at things <laughs> and i and and i know y'all you are know, like oh we'll say what the thing is that they're excellent in
2: things. yes <laughs>
1: they are excellent at the things
2: visual then. arts
1: modeling
0: performing arts hip hop, singing, sculpting, uh, digital, uh, design, videography, photography. Um, I, I mean, we could keep going. If I had to go into the subunits of each of those disciplines, it's pretty stupid. So stupid that sometimes you want to hit them.
3: Like I would never,
0: <laughs> I would never, hit you, I would never hit you, Sam. I would hire the wrong... another person to, to get you.
1: Is that like a sign of respect that you don't want to hit them directly? Well, no, it's a, it's a sign of how, you know, how black people
0: are. Whenever, imagine that there's a gospel singer who's just going to town. Mm-hmm. What are things that you say to make them? I say, good day, madam. You sound fantastic. Shut up. Shut up. That's not what you say. <laughs> you, you say things like that. You like, you're like, uh, that was, you make an ugly face. I do. Or I say, you,
1: great, googly moogly! That music is fantastic.
0: That's not what you say. Then you squat. You might do like a fly squat, and <laughs> like like ugly right, fly squat. Like that's great. Or you snapped. Or that's bad. Like we say things that are the literal opposite of what we're saying. Eternal so we, opposite day. Eh? Yeah, and so that's actually how dope they are at the things that they do. Um, um, we have award-winning rap and hip-hop artists. Um, okay. Sam Lau, who's received multiple um, awards out of Dallas Observer, uh, I think D Magazine, I've seen that as well. Central Track, right? Like the list goes on. Um, Jay the Bigger. Don't, don't, oh, yeah. Oh, that, that, yeah. Don't okay. no, say that one more time because our listeners need to hear that.
2: Uh, she performed at the Super Bowl, not the halftime show because that's what people think is the only performance happening at the Super Bowl. Um, but we, she was invited to perform at the Super Bowl in Houston. You know, NBD, no it's not be It's not that. man It's Whatever, whatever.
0: Who cares? Right? You know, who cares? Right? Who? Whatever. Know. It, it, was a, it was a <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> it just
2: happened. Hmm. Whatever.
0: Yeah, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy shows up on my television. I was watching it for some reason, and um, then there's a commercial with Cadillac, and they were talking about oh um i want to feature a dope artist and there's jeremy just talking about his stuff and then i yelled that i know that guy with the beard right (laughs) because i was super excited to see him represented but also the interesting thing is some of the awards that they've gotten they've gotten together so it's sam doing her thing in music Jay biggs producing and being the creative uh conductor of the visuals and the video itself this is amazing right so when you think about all of that packed into one person singularly how in the hell do these two people end up in the same world with these um with these hyper skills and so my very first question to you coming out of the box here is how do you, how did two really creative people find each other? Because it seems scripted it almost is like some sort of weird betrothal that your parents or somebody <laughs> in the universe arranged. I don't believe yeah. it. Y'all don't like each other. Y'all just, this is an arrangement. Talk
2: to me about this. Um. So you want, you want
4: to, I'm seating you the floor. I feel like you always tell the story, so go so, for So, uh,
2: what happened was our parents knew each other from way back. And so, they decided... No, um, <laughs> uh, I no. was like, ooh, this is getting <laughs> juicy. So, so juicy. no. Uh, we met um, at the bottom of a staircase. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of her. Okay, there is a staircase. Okay. There is a staircase in the store. I can't right wait, because
3: this
0: fits.
2: Um... So, the the story of how we met is no less fairy tale than what, like you already think about uh, us. Yeah, yeah. I was of course. doing a clothing line with some friends of mine because uh, every black person had a clothing line around two thousand nine, and it always was called a clothing line. It it wasn't all you had was screen printed t shirts, but you called it a clothing line because that <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so. Uh, we're
0: gonna come back to that too, because it's <laughs> right, right, right. that stuff is dope as what. Uh, so everybody
2: had everybody had a clothing line and everybody did fashion shows because of their clothing lines. True. And you can't see me right now, but I'm air quoting really hard. Like it's <laughs> it's You're fashion shows guys. and clothing line, right? And so um we did a fashion show at UTA. And Sam was one of the models in said fashion show. Yes, Uh, we arrived late to the rehearsal. Um, We didn't respond to the emails um, of picking out the models that were available um, because we wanted to see them in person. Yeah, we need to see how they walk. This is this is a representation of our name and but like Like a real
0: like a real clothing line,
2: bro. Like we thought, (laughs) yeah, it was ridiculous. So. Um, like we thought we were Eve Saint Laurent walking into UTA, like right. trash. So, um, <laughs> the way the room was set up, there was a runway, like a physical, actual stage runway, um, that was basically it ended at the door that we had to walk in for the rehearsal. Uh, okay. and as we were walking in, Sam was coming down the the runway at that exact moment, um, and I saw her and the guy that I was with in the in the t shirt business that. I leaned over him and I was like, that's clothing be my clothing the clothing line clothing business. The clothing line business. You know, back, back, I called it the biz. Um, so <laughs> when I was in the biz, uh, <laughs> so Sam was walking down the, the runway towards me. I'm walking towards her. I leaned over to, to my homie and was like, yo, that's going to be my next girlfriend. He was like, yeah, there's no way in hell um, that girl is going to even remotely talk to you, uh, give you the yeah. time of day. Or be your girlfriend, like you don't know if she has a dude. You don't. I, I was did. like, you have no I idea. Like, I was like, bro, I have never been so sure of anything in my entire life. Wow. Um, like people talk about love at first sight, and I always was like, yeah, that's bullshit. That's like lifetime movie. Yeah, Hallmark, like,
0: all that kind. Of... Yeah,
2: like my dad. Can Santa I Claus. slander oh, the house of Hallmark, right? please?
0: Oh, um, sorry, sorry. I didn't know I was in. Okay. I didn't know I was in the presence of a fan,
2: bro. <laughs> if you only knew. Okay, so <laughs> so anyway um, so I, like I said, I've, I've never been so sure of anything in my life. I was like yeah, I don't believe in love at first sight, but this is like the closest thing that if that exists, this is that. Uh, um, and so I was like, yeah, no. So I talked to the people that were over the the uh, the fashion show and they were like, well she's basically everybody's favorite. You can't use her talking about Sam in our... Right she can't walk for us because she's walking in too many other people's uh she got too many fast. steps
0: fam she got she got uh, at least twelve thousand steps you ain't you get your level I'm up getting them in. I
2: was, right i was getting them in so That's she it. was she was basically walking for everybody uh and so they were Except like you can't you. use her you can <laughs> use everybody but her and i was like yeah right okay so watch. uh yeah watch <laughs> so anyway we we spoke to her, she was like, Yeah, I mean, I ain't doing shit. I'm here. Let's let's do it. Cool. Um, and so I went home. I don't know if it was that first night, it might probably wasn't that okay. first night, but because there was multiple times we needed to rehearse. Multiple rehearsals. Uh we needed okay, to rehearse okay. multiple times yeah. for our fashion <laughs> show. Um
0: Listen, you gotta, get it, you gotta get it right. Uh, P's and
2: Q's. So one day, uh, like I said, it probably was two or three days into the rehearsals. I Type up this long winded ass uh Facebook message because I was too chicken shit to say something in person. <laughs> um, and so I wrote it up and then I sat and just looked at the screen for like I don't know 30, 45 minutes. And yeah, never hit send because I was too scared to hit send. So but you were so
0: it. sure the very first time you right. this is very right. inconsistent with the confident dude who's like, right? Yeah,
2: so this is why yeah. this is why because okay. I was so sure that I didn't want to mess it up by saying something stupid or, you know, boxing myself out before I even had a chance. And I was like, I, at this point, I didn't even know her name. I just did some by proxy. I'm friends with this person that knows this person. I can see if I can find her via Facebook. Okay. And Um, and so I was like, it already looks creepy that I've seen you the last three days in a row. I never said anything to you, but now I'm sending you a message and I don't even know your name. So... I was just overthinking it and was like, she's going to think I'm a stalker, I'm a weirdo right. whatever. So, uh um, all of these I, were
0: valid valid thoughts. This is extremely valid.
2: Extremely valid. Uh yeah. I have a beard, bro. Like <laughs> I have a beard, bro. I'm a, like yeah. I just look like a creep. So, yeah, uh, exactly. I, get it. I get it. So, I hit send and I run out of the room. I'm not talking <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Be- that, because I'm it's a, I, I know because like, it's
1: the the science of running away from the in- the internet. One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
4: Can't hurt you. If you're um,
2: no. And I'm not talking like scurried out of the room. I'm not talking walked briskly out of the room. I'm talking hit send and dead Usain Bolt out of the room like just a bolted chair falls over. Yeah, like, yeah. you it's, know, yeah, oh no, it's like movie. spinning around in a it's circle, like yeah. Yeah. right? Right, so, um, I get a this message here, yeah, no, it, it was, it was, it was whatever. So, yeah. I get a message back, and I'm like, oh, she's not weirded out, she actually responded. Wow, so I did what any responsible business owner would do uh-huh. and tricked her into doing a photo shoot. Um, this because is not so, getting creepier at all. Yeah, your beard so like, is really to be adding fair, to. did
4: come across that creepy at
3: the time.
2: So we're was going was to get there sorry. to your judgment here in a little bit, Sam. Oh, so, so no, it, it definitely wasn't this sinister at all. It was, it was a lot like sweeter. But I was like, yo, uh, I'm a photographer. I think it would be cool for us to do a photo shoot wearing some of the clothes, like for the fashion show. Um, but in my head, I'm thinking this will give me time to spend time with her outside of the rehearsal because the rehearsals were so, so structured amazing. and so like There's so many people. There were so many people, and everything was like boom, 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 boom. There was no time right. for us to talk. So I was like, this right. will give me an opportunity to talk and see if we even like, you know, mesh at all, have any conversational skills, you know, things of yeah. that nature. Um This is the early
0: two thousands version of what they would do during the Renaissance, be like, hey. Right.
4: Right cording
0: just some light cording. Yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm Michelangelo. Um it's uh, it's really nice uh, to meet you, Teresa and Penelope. uh Penelope. 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 yeah <laughs> paint to you.
2: It's no worse We're than from. um the Stockholm syndrome uh Beauty and the Beast story. Like it's like it, yeah, they make true. Disney movies out of worse stories. So really, really bad. So Yeah, yeah. So anyway, like the little uh, mermaid has
0: the worst, worst message, bro. bro.
2: Cut that girl's tongue out of her face, bro. Like (laughs) everybody always talks about. Oh, Ursula took her voice. No, Ursula cut that girl's tongue out of her head, bro. Anyway, (laughs) uh, the happy
0: ending was: I'm gonna leave all of my family and heritage, and we're gonna eat y'all the rest of our lives.
2: (laughs) 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 Mm, Delicious. Um crab legs i got so I yeah. <laughs> F you, dad i got feet I, I got feet now sorry fin with me okay so um. stop it. <laughs> so anyway uh we we do the photo shoot and we hit it off we have a, a good little time um was that the day we went and got food
4: that was the day
2: okay so we're doing the photo so this shoot photo
4: shoot turned into a first date <laughs>
2: So the photo shoot came to a first date because we're shooting, you know, the photos have been, have been photoed and we were like, well, we got to eat. But before we the important
4: part here was like, so I was living in Arlington going to UTA. Right. And my dad had always told me how scary Dallas was. I had just moved back here from Florida after Uh being gone for a couple of years. So I thought of Dallas as this big, like, you know, scary, like, traffic is terrible. The people are yeah, yeah. Fine, like, don't go to Dallas for anything whatsoever.
3: Okay.
4: So he, we shot down in Deep Ellum. Yep. So we shot down in Deep Ellum. Like, you know, he's showing me all these cool spots in the city, like all the artsy spots. And like, okay, you okay. know, we're doing our photos and taking our photos and, you know, just hanging out. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, we should just—we've been out here so long. We should—we should go get something to eat. Like, we'll go get something to eat." Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh. Um, so okay, it's cool. It sounds a lot more sinister than I intended it. Okay. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, anyways, we ended up somehow by the National Sculpture Center before we went to go get something to eat. Oh yeah
4: yeah yeah.
2: Um. So we ended up by the National Sculpture Center downtown, and I'm like, "This is one of my favorite like museums in the city." Like, obviously, Fort Worth. I like some of those museums a little bit better, but as far as Dallas right. museums though, the Nasher is one of my favorites.
4: And I said something about having never been to a museum.
2: And I was like, oh. <laughs> so we go to the museum and, you know, they have like actual Pablo Picasso pieces at the Nasher. Yeah, they do. It's, um,
0: it's really, really hot, hot cotton.
2: It's hot cotton out there. So low. Low. I'm it's like, so basically I'm using my art history background and explaining some of the pieces and the background behind some of the pieces. Yeah, she's of never course. The museum. I have to give her sure a good time. Like, I mean, you have to <laughs> let her know,
1: <laughs> and also establish how dope your your breadth of knowledge is. It is
2: Facts. Indeed.
3: It works. It Facts.
2: Works. So, uh, I'm showing her that, and basically after that, I was like, well, shit, we this far, let's go get something to eat, so I could show off one of my favorite restaurants that's not like McDonald's in the city. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm interested so, in which restaurant this was. So um, it was Eatsy's. Which isn't really like
3: a
4: sit-down <laughs> it's restaurant. It's not a sit-down but restaurant. when you've never been to anything like Eatsy's, it's like, oh, this is international. Oh. It's fancy. like
2: right. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, there's no, you know, yeah. So... Um, this is so college, college yeah. couture. Exactly. 100%. Exactly 100%. Like we've yeah. since obviously had better like stuff, but,
1: but also I mean, let's not let's not fully knock Etsy's. I would still I, like them I still right them.
3: I still I'm a grown
1: ass man.
2: I, no, I still love it.
3: We're getting tomorrow. Yeah, facts.
2: We're getting Etsy's tomorrow. Like fuck no, yeah, we're getting right. Yeah, but no, we love Etsy's. and so but to like I said at that time that was the most fancy place I'd ever been. So. Um, so I was like, yeah. I mean, we're talking about a person that at that point didn't have a couch in his college apartment. Like we found cool. furniture to put a TV on. Um, and yeah, we were playing football in the living room. It, anyway, whatever. So I get it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we go to ET's. Um and then I don't remember what happened after <laughs> um that much, after that day. Because wow. we've no. literally been together like every day since yes. uh, so after that after
4: that day is I broke up with my boyfriend because I had a boyfriend when we met oh so
2: I wow
4: I had a boyfriend wow. our relationship was already on like the downslide where I was like alright this ain't, this ain't gonna last we, we about to chop this dude and then yeah, he like came you, along you, and I was like, like oh you. wrap it up wrap it up buddy we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're done <laughs> So I got out of that relationship, and then this dude decided he didn't want to be in a relationship for a while, and I was like, "All right, well." Wait, wait
0: a wait wait a wait a second. You don't like? That's Jay. why
4: he conveniently forgets that the second part is that he held he like held me at arm's length for like a year Jay. after that.
2: Yeah, I did. Okay, so this is why. Okay, this, sure right. saying, this why makes thing? no sense to me right it now. It makes no sense, bro. And Looking
4: back, it makes no sense. So
2: okay. I knew that yeah. she was. Right. I knew that she was I the one,
4: Well, which is why I, was
2: um, I knew she was the one. But Believe when I you. met her, it had been like two weeks after uh, breaking up with my like last relationship. And my last relationship was extremely toxic, extremely. Okay. Um, it was all the things that like it would be to the point where she would come over over on the weekends and I would be like she said, hey, I'm coming over today. The moment I got off the phone, I would be counting down the time for her to leave. Wow. Like, it was that, that is- bad. Yeah. And so finding Sam immediately after, like like I said, literally two weeks after breaking up with her, it was, like, terrifying because I was like, yo, this is too perfect. Uh, uh, I don't want to jump back into anything super quick. Even though I knew in my heart of hearts, I knew that she was the one. I still was just like, man. No, nah, man. Not... It's like hitting
0: send on Facebook, dog. Like, it's it, you know, it, you built up. Like, what you going to do?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So, but but from what I've seen in the life that you all have lived since, because what year was this? Like, like circle what? 2008.
4: 2008.
0: Okay. So this was like a year before I met y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like low key, because we we met in about at about oh nine
3: mm-hmm, when
0: yep. I was over at Group Excellence, right? Like <clears throat> so uh for our listeners and for Damani, um the way that we all met was um at Group Excellence, which was that mentoring tutoring company that I've mentioned before, right? That yep, where yep. everybody over there was young, black or Hispanic, except for Amy and Josh. And that's <laughs> That's it. Like, er everybody. And it was dope. It was fire. We were doing the darn thing. And um, Jeremy did all of the art and the artistic creation. Like, he made, um, speaking of his clothing line, he made our shirts. And our shirts were always the hottest fire. Like, all the kids always wanted our stuff, Um, which was a competitive advantage. Sam also was a tutor um at group excellence for a while and then she was you did some art too like i mean i think
4: yeah materials and stuff
0: and sam was also a secret weapon because anytime she walked into a building everybody was like i want to be a better person <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I, I'm trying to be a better person. I don't want her to think that I'm stupid. Uh, So I'm going to like come and be like, I want to go to tutoring. Sam was, Sam, Sam is magnetic. And so people would be, and especially boys, they'd be, but also the girls too. Cause they just like, they're like, I want to be as dope as you are. And so both of them were like a secret weapon in their own right. And, uh, and it was, it was, it was cool. It was fire. So we met around then. And then I started to recognize they would like let out little drips of greatness. So Sam would just be over there like sketching, and I'm like, "Did you?" It's kind of like you know a hood kid. You draw that? <laughs> Did you you can draw? Wow, that's impressive. Or Jeremy had this Iron Man um, piece of art that he'd done before, and. Yeah, you you remember when, when I'm talking about like the, it's a digital piece. I saw that and Carl showed it to me first. And I was like, "No, there's no way that I know a real person who can do this." Like I usually these people are somewhere somewhere away, maybe a robot did it. Amazing stuff. But they were just hitting up all that stuff. And so I knew Sam as, you know, this great artist, model, all that stuff never takes a bad picture. I could do a screenshot mid blink. Where everybody looks terrible, and then this stuff would be like, you know what? Run it, run it, print it, print it, put it on the wall or on a T shirt. It'd be dope. But then what I saw was, um, each of y'all y'all continued to blossom. Like you just kept building your practice and your art. And so it, it's what's interesting is uh, this this notion of creativity as a muscle. We talk about that all the time on this show. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in why were you not content to just rest on your laurels? Like, why wouldn't you just be like, Oh, I'm otherworldly in this specific thing. I think I'm good. And I'll just keep doing this. And then, you know, run it, you know, here, sell this here, do this there. Why y'all keep, why y'all keep trying to get better? That's whack. That's lame. Lamos.
4: Um, I think it amounts to both of our uh competitive nature. Like we're both super competitive people, not only with like others and with each other, but with ourselves. Like our the majority of our, of the time, our end goal is to make something that shits on everybody. Like Facts. we want somebody to screw their face up <clears throat> and be like, "Oh, I'm so fucking mad oh. at them! Like, get out of here with that!" Like we want that reaction. We want you to feel yeah. that. It makes us feel good.
0: Yeah. We're <laughs> dark so thing. so um. um i don't know sociopathic
2: okay so this is the thing about us we realized a, a little while ago that a lot of people always identify with like the superhero
3: mm.
2: and i feel like a lot of times we identify more like with the supervillain. super villain okay. it's not, it's not a lot darker than we not actually are time. not all the time but there are times where we're like
4: i feel like he's saying that because recently we've been looking at like shows and stuff and i've noticed that the villains these days are a lot more like gray like they're not like completely oh man they're doing terrible horrible things they need to get out of here look at it from just the right angle you can see where it's like well they're not wrong right
2: exactly that's exactly that they're killmonger killmonger exactly killmonger is the first one where i think the the majority of people felt the same way yeah but then there's like other like like I said, just villains that have come along that we're like, I mean, <laughs> I get it. yeah. Well, but it's it's also like the the villain
1: is only a villain when juxtaposed against the hero and what the exactly. hero believes and stands exactly. for, you know? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. since they got their name on the, uh, on the poster, I guess we got it. The name know. of
1: the movie was Black Panther,
0: <laughs> not Killmonger.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: you know i get that so no y'all have so y'all have a basically what you're saying is you have a little bit of the jordan complex um where you 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 don't want to just win you want to defeat someone
4: i I feel like there is some of that there is some of that we would still create without that yeah of course but that definitely adds to the desire to go above and beyond it's like it's like when we're working on a piece, we'll hit a point and be like, "That's cool, yeah, that's good, we're done." But then I, we're I, like, Can, I, we I, "Can we take this a little bit further?" Yeah. For that. So
2: one is that a is that, that an actual conversation?
3: Yes. Oh yeah, every oh, yeah, time, every this piece, all the time.
2: Yeah, every piece that we ever create, and I know uh, to some people that don't know us, they're gonna be like, "Man, these people are really unlikable." Oh, God, um, <laughs> uh, it, it's it's Sorry. really it's <laughs> really <laughs> more. Uh, for me, at least, it's the the competitive nature. For me, is it started with like some conversations that I had with my mom about you know being half black, half white, and um, the she told us at a young age like you know the whole you have to be twice as good to get half as far uh, right, right, right. thing that, that all, yeah. uh, black all black black parents of black kids are taught yeah so right. um and so my mom told me that it basically triggered. So I always was a a very lazy student. I always was a, I don't need to study. I don't need to do the homework. Like if I understand it in class, I don't need to do the busy work after I leave this place. Like I already understand it. Test me on it. I can show you that I I know it. Um, So in that regard, it made me a lazy student because I didn't have to try. Um, It was when my mom passed away in 2007 that it was one of those you know she was 44 when she passed so it was like a life is too short to be yeah. I'll do this when I get to this point or I'll do this when I get mm-hmm. to you know when I get out of school I'll worry about my career or when I you know uh-huh. everything lines up then I'll worry about uh doing like getting good at this thing or you know putting in the time that it's going to take to become great at this thing and so when yeah. she passed that was the catalyst for me to be like okay forget this job forget like all the other stuff that I thought was important to me. If you're going to do this, you need to do this for real. Like you don't yeah. need to half pass it. You don't need to, um you don't need to, to wonder what if you don't need to like leave anything out there. So it was always from that point on, it was a pedal to the metal, like full throttle. If I can push it further, because again, you know, you learn that at such a young age that it becomes ingrained in you that you can't be, you can't leave it good enough. Like good enough is not good enough. Yeah. For a lot of times Sam and I both we'll see something and because we are so competitive and because we both like feed off of each other with that like we don't allow ourselves to to like something that we're like, well, I'm tired of looking at this, I'm tired of working on this. Uh yeah. just the human nature of it. Um like I know a lot of times Sam will be like, I know you don't think you're finished. Like you can't possibly think that that you're about to put that out in the world. Um and it's the same thing like like on her side like she'll come to me yeah. like with with projects that she's working on and she's like you know I just I'm really frustrated I can't figure this out I'm ready to just get it out of here and some projects you have to do that yeah. obviously but yeah. the ones that we are allowed to to have a you know more time with and and figure out how to really push it to that next level I think yeah. that's what it's really based in it's not really as much as shitting on people that's part of it for sure yeah, um, yeah. but Don't it's you. more Gorilla. so yeah, like it's more so like, like I said, just a, a matter of like, one of the things that I I, I took and ran with as a, a life, um, I don't even know what to call it lesson? really, but you said what? Lesson? Uh, not really. Yeah, sure. We'll call it a life lesson. Um, was One of the things I, I, one of the first conversations I ever had with Carl uh, at Group Excellence, um, he was like, if you and you from yesterday were going up for the same job. How would you today based on something you learned today how would you defeat you from yesterday yeah. um and so it's more so that's what drives me and like that question still to this day I like it was something as soon as he said that I was like oh that's yeah. another little nugget to like amp, like step my game up and and figure out how to to take it to that next level whenever I'm feeling myself resting on my laurels or getting complacent or getting stagnant uh, right just figure out ways to to continue to push continue to grow.
0: See, that's why, like, whenever I see, like, either a movie or a comic book or something, and then the future self comes back and then gets defeated by, like, the old self, I'm like, bro, you're whack. Like, how'd yeah. you get worse? Yeah. You're supposed to get better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask this. So you, you just uh, you said you made a comment about you never wanted to wait until insert thing that you're waiting for to do insert thing that you're waiting to do. Is that part of what drives you both? Because, you know, it's, you know, Sam, I saw you nodding uh, as he was talking about that. Is that something that drives you both to be multi hyphenates? Right. That's something that you've both been referred to as like your sculptor, painter, singer, rapper, videographer, photographer, mom, dad, like so what is the part of the process that drives you to want to keep adding things and hyphens?
4: Um, I think for me, while I do recognize the way that he is driven, I know for me personally, um, part of it stems from my desire to not be forgotten. Like I just have this weird thing where it's like, I want to leave something behind in the mm. world so that I'm not forgotten when I'm gone. Mm. Um, So that's, a bit of the driving factor at times because I know there's sometimes where, like, I'll get in my own head and, you know, not be able to create because I'm so concerned with living up to my past self. Like, is this as good as what I've already done? Like, have I improved enough to warrant putting out something else? Um, and as far as, like, being a multi-hyphenate, like, for me personally, like, I just like doing a lot of things. Like, I just, like, I... In some ways, just don't stop myself from trying to do that thing. Sometimes it's like, I would like to be good at this. I'd like to see if I can, you know, do something worthy, noteworthy in this new realm, creative realm. And like, it feels good. And that's just where my creative like ideas and juices and like, you know, creation is just funneled through in that time and in that moment.
0: So like just building on what, what Damani was asking this, I'm, I'm reminded of a time where <clears throat> it'd been a while since we've seen each other. And then um, all of a sudden I saw a music video that you had. And I'm like, <laughs> Sam raps. <laughs> what? And then I listened to it. And I was like, Sam rap, Sam rap. Good. Sam rap real good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going rap, and and it was it was it was jarring to me because that's you know I'd known you as not that, and then yeah. you know I see Jay Biggs and we were talking, he's like yeah, and so he talks about you behind your back just so you know, <laughs> oh, um he was like good. yeah she's uh, she's I mean you're going to see how you know stupid dope she is like she she just one day was like I'm gonna rap, and then you started doing it, and then you got to be you know. Uh, the Super Bowl. So, like, how does, how, how did, how did that happen when you decided not just, oh, I'm just going to do another hyphen? It's like you went to, for most people's, um, um, assessment, you know, most people's, from most people's perspective, a, a leap almost into another pool, even. Like, what, where did that come from?
4: Um, so that particular transition into music came, uh, What year was that? Probably about 2012, the end of 2012.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And I was still in college and I was in my last year of school and I was actually in my last semester, like a month into the final semester. And I couldn't afford to pay the second half of like what I needed to afford that semester. So I had to drop out. Yeah. Yeah. So that was so like emotionally and mentally devastating for me at the time that i could not like i just didn't have it in me to create visually like i wasn't sculpting i wasn't drawing i was my degree was in visual communications which is fancy for graphic design like i wasn't doing any design work none of that and the outlet that my creativity ended up in was music. Like, I had some friends that were doing music in the city, and one of them just was just like, yo, come to the studio with me. Like, we got to get you out of this funk. Like, just come hang out. Yeah. And like, it just so happened that, you know, I had written poetry before, but it wasn't like a, like, I did like spoken word and stuff, but it wasn't, it was just like a little side thing that I'd done in high school. It's just like an after school Uh club. Yeah. But was it diverse? It was. It was. I went to a black high school. Please, it okay. was every bit of oh, hey, spoken word that you wanted it to be. Snaps all and that. all. All, that. all that. Yes. Um. So, because of just where I was, without those other creative outlets that I was normally drawn to being at the forefront anymore, like mm-hmm. music was able to fill that gap and fill that dis- that divide and allow me to emote and speak to where I was mentally in a way that I wasn't able to do before and it just so happened that it was something that felt really good like I was enjoying it I was having fun again like I was you know getting those jittery excited moments when I heard a beat that was just like speaking to my soul and I was like okay I gotta Mm -hmm. find like the words are just like here like I've already got them like they're there this is not a struggle to get through you know
0: yeah, did it surprise you?
4: It did. It did, because I honestly thought I was going to be bad. Um, I
3: thought I was going to be terrible. We all and it did. Was
4: one of those things that was just like, you know what? I tried this thing, and I sucked at it, and no one will ever see it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Throw it away. Throw away the Throw tape, away.
4: Devontae. Like, I will have the only copy. All the other copies need to be deleted and destroyed. Destroy them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
4: but it turned out to be, like, I didn't tell it. Anybody like other than Jeremy, my friend Killa, and the producer, like they were the only ones that knew that I was doing yeah. anything. Like, we released so, the first teaser, like the first single, like all of that without, cause, uh-huh. like, I, I, because at the time that you knew me, I was going by Sam with the hair when I had like my, huge yeah, actually, hair I,
0: exactly. Hair. That was, that was, the, that was the thing, yeah,
4: yeah. Like, I created a separate Twitter account, like, I took on the, oh, Sam my monitor but I wasn't like, I hadn't connected the two, so nobody knew that like Sam Lau and Sam with the hair were the same person until I think until we dropped that first video. Or no, I did a show. show. I did a show. show. So my friend Killa, eighty-eight Killa is our is a rapper in the city, and he was doing his birthday show, Uh and I was his opener. Mind you, I still had not told anyone. My parents didn't know. Like I was still living at home, and my parents had no idea what was happening. Yeah. I invited friends to the show like, "Guys, I'm, you know, I'm going to go to this concert, like you guys should just come, like come yeah. hang out wow. like, check it out." And of because Sam is like normally a male presenting like name, no of one course. was connecting the dots. Also, Lao sounds Asian and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, an Asian dude is opening for this show. Cool." Yeah. No one was looking twice at me when I was just like there like waiting, and yeah. then I get on stage and like it was like, "Wait, what?" It's Sam?
0: You. What? What's Sam? You're not up yet, person. Sam yeah. Lau is supposed to be here.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, it, I mean, wow. I did that first performance and I killed it. And, like, everybody was, like, super surprised. And then it just it took off from there. Like, I did when Red Bull Sound Select had a heavy hand in the city music yes. scene. Yes. That was, like, my next big show. And, like, after that, I was, like, a staple down in Deep Ellum and just pushing it out.
2: Yeah. Also, what her parents was, what was found out, um, about her? Because her grandmother, um, <laughs> she was in the Fort Worth newspaper. It was in the guide. The guide like live. For, I got the cover. Okay. Yeah, she got the cover of like the guide live, and okay, that's how her parents found out. Yeah. It was like, wait, oh the my god,
4: for your parents to find out that you were doing something.
0: Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Listen, it, it's it's in it's in one of them relics. It's in either the phone book or the newspaper, and yeah. there you go,
1: there you yeah. go. So yeah. discovered. So Jeremy, let me ask you how do you how do you decide um, if you're going to dive into a new medium, right? If you're if you're picking up something new, that's question number one. Question number two, is there a new medium on
2: the horizon? Um, so part of um being a multi hyphenate and picking a new medium part of it is functionality um and just i picked up photography because i needed to be able to shoot references for my paintings and have Hmm. for me to be a realism painting painter i have to have really high resolution images um and so Hmm. i've always been interested in photography um and so it was it was a, a natural progression to move into photography because i was like well i have the equipment Um, that I'm already using to shoot the references for my paintings. It makes sense to try to make money taking pictures of other people too. Um, So that's what moved me that direction. Uh, And because every camera that you buy now, every consumer grade DSLR has video uh, capability, everybody that look in, we, a lot of our friends are musicians. So they were like, yo, you're leaving a lot of money on the table by not shooting videos. Like you need to shoot videos Like, I'll pay you right now to shoot my video. Like, just shoot my video. Like, if you can do half of what you're doing with the photography or the painting uh, in video, then, like, yeah, take my money now. Uh, Also, none of them ever paid me. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) Anyway. uh, That (laughs) That part. (laughs) That part. Practice. No. Um, So it was a, again, one of the progressions of, okay, I'm a painter primarily, but I need this. To be able to be a better painter, so now I picked up photography, um, and then there within the different mediums and within the different disciplines, I learn things that allow me to be better at the other things. So, uh, okay. with you know, with videography, you have twenty-four frames a second uh, when you are shooting to tell a story, and so it allowed me to become a better storyteller within the paintings that I was working on because I have to be able to tell the same story with one frame or one image. Hmm. And so, like I said, just being able to to jump around in those different things, it was less about um, just trying to gather as many coins as I could in the ability field. It was more, um, like I said, just trying to figure out what will help me ultimately become a better painter. Um, and so as as far as what was the second question? It was, um,
1: is there anything new? Do you have any, any new uh, things on the horizon based on what you're doing right now?
2: Um, I think learning to become a better mural painter, um, is, that's where I was going. That's where I was is, going. Is actually, definitely something that's, because
4: you picked up spray painting.
2: Yeah. I started spray painting. Uh, one, a really good friend of mine, probably my best friend, um, is a, a graffiti artist here in the city. And. I've always seen what he was able to do, and I've tried to spray paint before, and it was it was terrible. Um, it's a very difficult medium to pick up, unless you're Sam. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's silly.
0: This is so um,
2: real. It's so real. Yeah, no, nah, it's I don't even know if she wants to tell people. Like,
3: <laughs> I
0: mean, I want to hear
2: not- it. Yo, she she started so spray worries. painting like a week ago, like literally a week ago today. And it's done two murals already. Like I I hate it. Anyway, so um so frustrating. So like it's it's a very difficult medium to learn. Um and so it took me probably I think the first spray paint piece I did was right after the election in 2016. Um Mm -hmm. and it was it was very difficult. It was bad. It took me forever to finish like a very rudimentary uh, but it was in response to the election. So it was something that I was like, I'm, I am feel so passionate about this. I need to get out in the streets and go do something. Um,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think becoming just a better mural painter and figuring out ways to um, make the, the work, make my mural work as strong as my studio practice stuff um, via, like I said, spray paint. Cause I've painted murals before using, brush and acrylic the same way i would a canvas Mm -hmm. Uh, but some walls don't really lend themselves to being painted by a brush because bricks have little crevices and Mm -hmm. um they have just Mm -hmm. a texture that takes you know infinitely longer to paint um and so i was like if i'm gonna do this and make this a viable thing i need to be able to be more efficient so spray paint was just it made sense Uh, um I have to okay. I have to do this. I have to say this because this
0: is the thing that really pisses me off about both of y'all. Like I this is the stuff that makes me just want to want to find your tires and slash them. Because you're <laughs> over here talking about how you're like, "Oh, I need to get better at murals." You have created one of the most iconic murals in Dallas now. It's a yes. pilgrimage, damn it, for hip-hop heads. In the in the region, you have a Nipsey Hustle, uh, mural that is now um done and commissioned. I think by Four Oak Cliff. Is that correct? Um, or in
1: in support or in the area of? Or, it, or, it was, or is it just it? Or it was just
2: for Oak Cliff? Oak Cliff. It was yeah for, yeah it was so Taylor from Four Oak Cliff reached out. Um, yes, because. Glendale Shopping Center was the last place Nipsey was in Dallas. Correct. Uh, it's the only, maybe if not the only, it's one of the only uh black owned shopping centers in in the city. Uh um, shout out to Mr. Heron. Um so Taylor reached out because after Nipsey died, he wanted to do something at the last place Nipsey was, you know. Yeah. Um and I was like, yeah, man, let's let's make it happen. And so he had a 2 foot by like a 2 foot wide by 10 foot tall brick slab uh between his store and the store next door it was just okay. a small thin pillar uh yeah
0: that's like a that's that's like a that's like a column
2: yeah like a uh, yeah basically uh, Yeah, it's not an actual column but the width of a column uh right exactly on the storefronts so or whatever and so he was like i got this space it's already been approved I want to do something, you know, tribute to Nipsey on this thing. And I was like, bro, what's up with that wall? Um, oh, okay. Across the, the parking lot. And he was yeah. like, well, I don't, I've never asked Mr. Heron. I can ask him, but I don't know. And I was like, yeah, I don't think a two foot wide, 10 foot tall piece is going to have that much of an impact. Um, yeah. But I think if we did a 60 foot by 25 foot uh, wall, I think it would have a hell of an impact. Now we talking. Yeah, so he spoke to Mr. Heron, and we ended up making it happen. Um, And so, yeah, yeah, it was was definitely like just uh, one of those things that was just like a – I try to do at least one free mural a year um, just for the hood, just for the people that grew up like me. So I grew up in South Dallas, never saw any artwork, never went to any art museums, never – um other than the the folk art type murals that were in the hood that every hood has um and that was the only art i'd ever experienced growing up and so i wanted Mm -hmm. to for the people that grew up like me that are in the same circumstances that i was in like the kids or adults um that are creative but never had the means to see other people and for me doing it outside it's and and in the hood, it's it's not as stuffy as a museum, not as stuffy as an art, uh, like an art gallery. Like you can go, you can touch it, you can like get right up on it, see the strokes, see yeah, yeah. how it's made. Like you can break it down and figure out exactly how it was made. Um, and so it's always been really important for me to to go and show like show love to the hood. Because like I said, when I grew up, I didn't see any of that. So I want to be I want to bring stuff to to kids that are in that same circumstance
0: so you know that that one it it is it's it's gorgeous it's a it is a beautiful piece of art uh for our listeners google nipsey hustle dallas mural you'll see what we're talking about um it's fire and 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 you know when i think about sam's stuff i think about jeremy's stuff um you, you just talked about you know access as a as a young person and a child growing up and that's one of the things that's missing so much um, you know yet another uh, another one of our cool little fruits from institutional racism yeah um <laughs> <laughs> ta-da,
3: ta-da, ta-da.
0: and and so you have that situation and now, fast forward, one of the beautiful things about a family growing is eventually there's, like, a kid. And y'all got one of them things right now. Yeah, and
2: we, we y'all did. Y'all
0: found one. You got You have to thump it a little bit to see if we it's ripe.
4: <laughs> right. You
0: unlocked, unlocked the human. Leveled up. Yeah. Um, your stock split. And here we yeah. go. Oh. we got, we got, we have a Churin's in this house. <laughs> yeah, man. And
1: uh, just, Tess just celebrated a birthday. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yesterday was her Correct.
4: senior birthday.
1: Yeah,
0: Deuces. Man. She yes. a big deuce right now. Not to drop the deuce, but she's a deuce. And um, that was... Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. your eyes, Domani, I don't need this judgment.
1: Don't do this to me. I mean, I'm doing the eyes that probably everyone listening to this podcast right now that's true. is that's saying. Probably,
0: that's fair. That's fair. I mean, that's listen. That's, the child is beautiful, and the bottom line is when you think about how she's going to grow up,
3: yeah. um,
0: and you think about what she's going to have. What What do y'all th- like? How How is that going to play out in her life? If you could use your four, um. Um, you're forward facing a uh, visionary mind. I know y'all struggle with imagination, but just you know
4: um like we've we've had this conversation a few times because you know we grew up without artists close to us, yeah. That would be an example that being an artist is you know a viable profession. because mm. um, I know in my household art was just, like, a hobby. Like, yeah, that's cool that you can draw or whatever, but you're going to put this art shit down and you're going to get a real job and, like, you know, be a productive member of society. Um, And, obviously, she's growing up in a two-parent artist household. (laughs) Like, that, hearing those words that art is not a thing that you can do is not something she will ever hear in this household because she literally has two living examples of people that are doing that very thing so she's not going to have that fear of well this is a risk like to her to her doing art will not be a risk and i think that's that's super important thing that she's not going to have to you know deal with that i know i for sure dealt with growing up and still deal with a little bit because it was so ingrained in me that you know Mm. art is not something that you are it's just something that you did as like a pastime Mm. and that's it
2: that'll preach I think, um, we, we've always joked that because both of us are, are creatives that Tess is going to be like an accountant or a plumber. <laughs> or <something>. uh, <laughs> she's going to be like, she's she's an
0: IP team. attorney.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Like she's like, bro, which I would love, like, yes, join the team, do something different than what we do. Uh, yeah. balance yeah. this yeah. out. <laughs> like, don't like, yeah. But, um. But no, I think uh, like what Sam was saying is exactly it. it's for for a lot of people, I think they they have been raised the same way, a lot of people view art as a elective because that's mm-hmm. how school has always put it in that perspective. Come um, on, now I think with a lot of. I think where a lot of people disconnect and they they feel like art isn't for them because it's always been made like such an aristocratic thing like it's always been a you yeah, know the well off
4: or it's like the highest exactly. valuable thing that you mm. can never ever aspire yeah. to touch or be or afford.
2: And and people see things like you know Jackson Pollock or you know the these abstract expressionists and they're like, "Bro, what even is that? Like I don't even understand this. I don't get right. it. I don't and I'll just have everyone listening know we're full-time artists and I don't get this shit. I don't get it at all. I don't understand art. I, I was understand.
0: about to say, I didn't know if you if you got Jackson Pollock, because I I will stare at it. Oh, oh, true. I do yeah. so hard. Yeah, let me let me let me, you hit, do. me. Oh,
2: Bring I'll, I'll me hit. Put me you. on. Put it me on. Like
4: Jackson
2: so Jackson Pollock, for anyone okay. who's not familiar, um, did a lot of dripped uh rhythmic splatter. uh splatter uh, splatter. Uh, yeah. Yep, yeah. Right. and he was doing those while listening to the creation basically of jazz music so it was his interpretation of what jazz is okay, mm-hmm. okay. i just recently found that out you know i watch documentaries you <laughs> know whatever uh um, whatever netflix yeah, is yeah. dope yeah
0: Fine. so
2: um so yeah he was doing it as a response um to jazz music and so when you look at a Jackson Pollock painting. You see the rhythmic movements. You see um, the drips. Are there's some. As much as it looks like chaos, there's a little bit. Once you know that there's jazz music as the uh-huh. the backing uh, for it, then you can kind of see it a little bit better. Um, you know what? I actually feel better. I feel yeah. better
0: now because yeah. I stay. I paid a lot of money for that ticket, and I was like, I was, I was, I was getting mad. Honestly, yeah. i was standing <laughs> looking at it angry
2: that actually helps someone gave uh no go ahead oh well also what i do uh, a lot of times like i said because art has been so privatized in a way yeah um i feel like the regular person doesn't feel like art is for them uh they feel like there's nothing there and what i always try to tell people is you can be a sports fan and not like every sport You know, if you could be a Mm -hmm. basketball fan Mm -hmm. and not a football fan, you could be a tennis fan, or you know, whatever. So, um, I think with art, you just have to find the thing that you like, and the type of art that you like,
4: your visual Mm -hmm. language that you respond to. Exactly.
2: You don't have to understand everything. You don't have to understand the nuance of every single painting that's ever been made or every single sculpture that's ever been made. You just need to find the thing that you like, figure out what that's called stylistically wise. And then yeah. just look for that stuff. Yeah. Like, X out all the other My stuff music. that doesn't apply to you. Just like music, just like foods, just like anything yeah. else. Uh, also, I think a lot of people disconnect art from the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't understand that, like, the table that you're using, the chair that you're sitting in, the car that you drive, the the, the traffic light, that you're using. the phone in your pocket. Yeah, all of those things. Everything designed is designed by a yep. person. Unless it's yep. you know, nature. And even then, yeah. it's designed I'm about to by... Say. <laughs> Yeah, so uh <laughs> so, yeah, no. <laughs> the, yeah, okay, uh, we're taking up a collection after this. Um <laughs> All right, cool. but no, everything that we see has been designed by someone and, and you might not consider that art because it's functional. Yeah. You see it at mm-hmm. but art can be functional. Art still has a yeah. place. Uh because like I said, at some point on some level there was a, a, a engineer, an engineer and somebody that sat down, sketched these things out and figured out how to make them work. The highways that we drive on, like, there's a reason that it's a certain distance, um, mathematically, obviously, of why the entrance lane is as long as it is, or the exit ramp is is curved and and round Mm -hmm. as it is. Uh, But those things had to be planned and drawn, and some level of of art was involved Mm -hmm. on some level. Um, And so I think if people approached art with that perspective, they wouldn't be so feeling like they're left out of the process basically they'd
1: be
4: far more receptive to it
2: and I think it's
1: also like you talk about the fact that everything is designed right I think people have an easier people can have an easier time recognizing bad design but they don't recognize it as bad design what I mean by that is yesterday so we're moving my mom into her new house yesterday and um, my sister picked up a cup and she like held it in her hand and she was like oh I don't this cup feels weird in my hand, and I, because I am forever the nerd, I was like, "Bad product design." And she's like, uh, "Okay, but are it's true." Yelling- like, she, I did, I yelled it from the other room. Yeah, yeah, I don't know she's why. Like, right. um, but it's that, like, the things that you have in your life that don't work as well as they should. The shoe that doesn't fit right, the hanger that doesn't hang up your clothes. When you put your clothes on the hanger and it tilts to one side or the other, like these are all badly designed parts of our life, because yeah. design does matter. Um, and I think, I wonder, to the point that you're making, if people recognized that some of the things that they don't like in their life are because elements of their life are badly designed,
4: yeah. how
1: would that impact how they changed that element of their life?
4: Yeah, if they From the your
1: bed the to birth. your life choices.
4: Yeah, if they had the verbiage to pinpoint what it is about something that they don't like, even if they were just able to say, okay, this was poorly designed even if yeah. they don't have the words the words to say okay well this doesn't fit my hand ergonomically like if they could just say it was poorly designed i think they would open their eyes more to how much things are designed about them because you don't see good design because it's functioning in the way that it's supposed to and it's not assaulting yeah. your senses in any way yeah. so they don't consider yeah. it design but once they see something they don't like they may not have the words to like verbalize why they don't like this thing yeah right, but that's
2: why it is it, in sports See, terms it's nobody cares about the offensive lineman until they fuck up like yeah. They, when yeah when, when the penalty when Flozo Adams gets that penalty for the hundredth <laughs> time, we notice, but when it's Pirates clear or whoever like when they don't get called ever, yeah we're like man, you're an offensive lineman, like nobody cares,
0: yeah uh, or, so the, or the or the demani to to bring it to your your world, like the tech guy. Right? The sound guy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Nobody, nobody yes. knows, you know, that they're masterfully I'm, back there just like yeah, being like, a conductor. Right, because yeah. Glowzell needs to be about her shit. Yeah, <laughs> it flows and that's a dude. But that's cool. That so as we could tell, Damani doesn't sport. He's he's not a sports.
2: It's okay, sports I don't sport okay either. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. High I don't five. Like, hey. I leave that to football. Go score! I knew, I knew
1: that Sam. I knew that Sam. Because when they started talking, sure. you went like this. You were like, <laughs> like, "That's my people, right there." That's my people. Look away when you don't even make eye sport. contact with the camera.
4: Yeah. It's like I can zone out now.
0: So, um, the, I wish that we had more time because there is so much more that I would go into the upcoming color days, the unco dope shit. <laughs> Fly shit. No, that's what it was. Fly shit. Yeah.
4: Question for both.
0: Yeah. There was, you know, yeah. You're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But y'all had fire, right? That I didn't even talk about how we had an actual photography studio together, Jeremy.
1: Me. Jeez. We did that, George. Which I, d- I discovered what two episodes ago. Uh, you uh, did that, that for the first time. I was like, wait, Byron, we've known each other for like eight, eight years, and yeah. I just found that out. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. It
0: was
2: a, uh, it was an adventure. <laughs> it
0: was an adventure, and I probably had a little bit of trauma from it. That's probably why I didn't, you know, because we did. If anybody knows about the color run, like mm. the the very first time it ever came to Dallas, yeah. we were the photographers.
1: So I mean guess so you threw those cameras away when you were
0: done? No man. I, oh, I, I no. we still got the pictures. I'll show you the pictures after tonight. But bottom line no. is it was fire. Like fire. we We Next murdered day. that.
2: Yeah. It and was it was nuts.
0: Because because we didn't we were new and it was kinda like when we said, you know, oh I gotta I got I got I got a clothing line. Like we didn't know we didn't have our contracts tight. Uh, um boy did we not. We saw our pictures in uh, uh CBS. National Geographic,
2: National Geographic posted them.
0: CBS, uh, yeah. like worldwide yeah. stuff. No, problem. and the credit color run. Yeah, I wanted to die. Bro, I was did a little bad. bit. I, lied. I died bad. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Well, I'm you know really what? Happy
2: you brought that back up because I want to throw hands. I want to understand. Hands <laughs> like, don't know, like,
0: oh, don't okay. do it. Don't do it. You gotta let it go. I have after counseling, but listen, it was it was real, yo. Here's the, but here's a here's a really important segment that we're in right now because this is the one where get ready, Damani. get ready, bro, because y'all. And this I, I is the first you, time I
1: haven't I haven't decided where I'm going with this yet. Okay, actually, you get ready.
0: I there's a buildup. There's a buildup. Here it goes. So we this is the first time we've done it with two people too. So it's going to be even more. It's going to be epic. Okay, but what's going to happen is this is a segment. Where we hit y'all with rapid fire questions. <laughs> or, or should I say braka, braca, braca, buya braca, yeah. yeah. Okay, so what happens yeah. is we're gonna hit you with these rapid fires. Okay. And then you have to say the first thing off the top of your head. It's relative to some part of your life, some part of this conversation that we've just had. And 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 you and you can't pause. Don't pause. Do not okay. blink. Okay, uh-huh. are y'all ready for this? No. I guess. All right, we're going, we're going here we go. Here we go. Is that how we're doing this? This is the we're Jeremy Biggers. Say, this is the Sam Lau okay. episode of Quickly Creative. Bra, bra, sound like Quickly Creative. Bra, bra, sound like Quickly Creative. Yeah, that was pretty good. I give it a six. That was a six. So we don't have can we it, get, can we get it.
1: Can we get it price adjusted uh, for, to seven? Because I literally just did that right now in this moment. And you, you know start. what? I'm
3: giving it seven. yes.
1: Okay, that's
0: fair. Inflation. um, inflation, (laughs) Great number seven. So, so the story there
1: is we we don't have a a, a theme song for this segment, and so we have to trade off theme songs. And we make
0: it up every time. It's a different thing every single time. All right, so here's where where we go. We're going to do it, and then both of y'all have to answer each question.
2: Okay, Okay. at the same time?
1: I guess. Uh
0: don't do that because then it's hard to then it's hard to hear. Okay. But but and, okay. and then yeah. our
1: my then our producer would not like you. Be real okay. angry. Sorry.
0: Okay. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Count of three. We're gonna dive in. Okay. One, two, three, oil or digital? Oil. Digital. Hip hop artist that is the top top slept on hip hop artists in your mind right now.
1: Drake. What? What?
0: Sam,
4: I am a garbage human and have not been listening to the radio or anything lately.
2: (laughs) Can I explain the Drake? Yeah, Uh, please, because I and and, and we normally
1: don't allow explanations. We usually
0: don't, but you just said something that does does defy my sensibility It's
2: ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's crazy. What are you talking about? I feel like
2: as as acclaimed as Drake is. Okay. I feel like people don't give him his just due for what he is. And I feel like in that way he is underrated. So, let me let me show you like Interesting. if we said a top 10 or if we said top 50 hip hop songs of all time. If I say Okay. Of the top 50 songs of all time. It could be argued that Drake would have five songs on that list. And I know it's cute to be like, no. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. But it's very feasible that ten percent of the songs would be Drake songs. Well, and right now you're thinking, nah, you're out of your mind. But if I played some songs right now, you're like,
0: oh wait, yeah, Yeah, I got to include that one. You know what? I'm actually gonna try this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Spotify. I'm gonna look up Drake, and then we're just gonna do the top hits. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So okay. I'm gonna say so Drake going. is as rated as he is. He's still underrated. All right, here we go.
0: We are gonna keep it rolling then. Uh, Sam, you you getting off easy on this one, but that is, that ain't gonna happen no more. <laughs> ain't gonna happen no more. Here we go. Artist most likely to introduce Tess to by prefacing, "You don't know nothing about that." That right there, when she's about twelve. Lupe Fiasco,
4: Missy Elliott. Okay.
0: All right, let's go. Yes, I'm okay. Oh. He, no, he didn't. He didn't do that on purpose either. No, I did it. I did it. I did it. Dirk or Luca? Dirk. Dirk. Oh! Highest ceiling, Sam. Music or visual art?
3: Highest
4: ceiling.
0: Your highest ceiling.
4: Visual arts.
0: Jeremy for Sam. <laughs> Same
2: question. Yes. Oh, um. Um. um, um uh, visual arts.
0: Yeah. Okay. The Funk or the Triple D? Triple
4: Triple D. D.
0: Okay, come through. Coolest commissioned piece, each of you, so far.
4: Coolest commissioned piece.
2: Yes. The Terminator mural uh, that I got to do last year. Oh! Oh yes, I remember that. I actually have
0: seen that. That was that's fire. That's fire. Yeah, Sam, that right. dopest commission piece.
3: Oh,
4: what do you think? Uh I'm just gonna say something that I I felt really cool to be called. Yeah. There was a play in Addison at the Water Tower Theater called. Uh-huh. I don't even. I think it was called The Bread. Or I don't remember what it's oh, called. I don't. Have to. Um, yeah. Regardless, they brought me in because one of the main characters in the play was supposed to be this kid that wanted to be a rapper, and they brought me in to coach him, and that's all that I had to do.
0: That's
4: cool. Oh, that's and cool. I, like, cool. I felt really tight, and then I was like, they brought me in to make sure this kid wasn't out here being whack. They were like, Maybe we <laughs> coach him up on how to like, you know, portray a rapper.
0: When you when you become the anti-whackness insurance policy, that's mm. a, that's that is high praise right there.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's that's fire. It's AWIP. It's, it's a known thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yo, thank you all. Right. Y'all. Thank you all for coming through. We really appreciate it. I know it was it, we we did it late. We made it fit in. Tess got drugged with some Benadryl or something. So she's, <laughs> just, she's sleeping. So you realize believe that we me.
1: record these and someone's going to believe that. <laughs> No. <laughs> we don't no. actually do not true child.
4: she fell asleep of her own accord yeah
1: yeah
0: because it's easy to do at you know bedtime so uh mm-hmm. yo thank y'all we are so grateful for y'all coming on and yes, having thank this you. conversation thank you, thank you. Thank um you. we want to create space every time for our guests to brag about themselves so like brag on uh, yourself like what you got coming up what you what you happy about what's up
4: Um, so we actually just finished some murals in Fort Worth at Northside High School. They have a mariachi Um, program, and they just did a series of murals on the side of their band building, highlighting famous mariachi and alumni mariachi from that school. I'm pretty, pretty proud of that project. Proud that we got to do it together and, you know, that it turned out great. Um, If you want to find me, you can follow me on Instagram at thesamlao. That's T-H-E-S-A-M-L-A-O. Uh, Girl. you can also find my music on, you know, Spotify, Apple music title, all that jazz, just under Sam. Subscribe, subscribe.
2: I should subscribe. Should not have let her go first. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, man, professional. um, together. yeah, so you can follow me on all social media at stem and thorn S T E M A N D T H O R N. Um, I'm everywhere. I'm on Pinterest for some reason. Um, <laughs> Like yeah, I'm I'm every social media. I'm not on TikTok because I'm not 16. But um, yeah, I get it. But yeah, I'm like everywhere else. Like I started a YouTube channel. I need to post on there more often. But again, it's Stem and Thorn everywhere. Um, I have a couple of art shows coming up. A couple of other projects. Um, I'm going to be finally painting some some more murals that are my own, um, my own work and not people's requests for me to do. Yeah. So that's a really big deal for me um, to be able to, to paint my own, like the stuff that I do in my studio practice to be able to do that um, as a mural. So be on the lookout for those. I hate when people say be on the lookout for something in mm-hmm. these interviews, but I just did it. So it it happened past tense. So um, it, was, it was, it was, it fit, yeah. it fit. It be on the lookout. Um, you said it again. You said it was in what, the past. No, I was trying to figure present. out what's, what else is uh what's another cliche thing that people say in these uh interviews? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I can't speak on it right now. Uh you know, it whatever that means. Um but be it's on the lookout. Blow your mind. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got I got something for y'all. Um no, that's what they say. They say stay tuned. That's what it is. Stay it's tuned. The... Yeah, I can't say I can't speak on it too much right now, but stay tuned. Be stay on the, the lookout. lookout. Like, <laughs> Uh, Is it done or like, not? Cut, cut it out, <laughs> theatrical man! Like, stop. Um, but yeah, no that that's that's basically it for me. I don't. This this uh this pandemic has us just at the house, so we're not really doing too much, like just out and about in the streets. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find us digitally. You can Everywhere. find
4: us digitally, but especially if you go to his website, jeremybiggers.com, he also has a list of where all his murals are, don't you? Oh, I did yes. just do that. So yeah, so yeah, if you yeah. wanted to do a little Come mural tour around the city, it See. has the map with all of the different murals on it. If you would See. like to purchase any of his prints, those are also available on his website in sizes framed that will look beautiful within your home.
2: So this is why she's my manager, but she don't take the title of my manager. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. No, it's an embedded,
0: it's an embedded title. It's an, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's implied. She's our manager. So <laughs> no, if you want
2: to uh, reach me for anything, uh, reach out to my manager, the Sam Lau at <laughs> Gmail. <laughs>
0: Yo, I'm gonna tell y'all, man, I, I do. I have so much love for y'all. I, I didn't tell y'all about this on the, in the, in the earlier part of the show, but one of the best gifts I was ever able to give Celeste, um, like the only gift that she's cried over uh, shed any tears over was a family digital picture portrait uh, that um, Jeremy put together from separate pictures that he put into this collage, but not like a collage, like your grandma's collage, but like a, like a, like a fire collage. And it is one of the most meaningful things that I, that I have in my house. We still have it up and we look at it all the time. So, um, yeah, I'm just saying. You know, love you, you know, guys. I feel like, y'all.
2: I feel like I'm better than I was then. I need to do another one. Um, I'll, send I mean, a, I'll send you an <laughs> invoice.
0: I'll send you. The uh, all right, cool. That's cool. Like, like, don't, don't play with me because uh, we we haven't done our family pictures. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, how you,
2: that's how you drum up business for all of y'all that are listening. That was that was smooth. Make that was nice. Project. See what you did there. You yeah. make a project and then just send the invoice. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Business tips from Jeremy Biggers.
0: I'm about to say, nah, man, the rest of y'all, if you're an aspiring artist getting started, don't do that shit. Like, that, I mean, that you is know, a ter- yeah. Yeah. terrible. Terrible. <laughs> that is a terrible, terrible He could do that. Y'all don't, don't do, do that. Don't yeah. On. All right, don't cool, it. y'all. Uh listen, check us out. Casually creative. Keep listening. Keep coming back. Subscribe. Like, comment, talk. Say words to your boys out here. This is Byron Sanders and. J. Damani Daniel.
1: And this has been another episode of Casually Creative. Y'all stay dope. Stay dope. Casually Creative was produced by Heather Daniel of SweetRebel.com. Its intro and outro music were composed by Ezekiel Daniel and produced by Marcus Reddick and Dean Talbert. Feel free to check us out online at www.casuallycreative.com. Everyone
2: living is a type of creative. Everyone's got a limb that's big Some people call them for some people who's If you can see it in your mind, you
3: can make it